Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. What a great song. Did a great job as well. All right, take your Bibles, if you will. Turn to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And um, if you're physically able, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and stand in reverence to the Word of God. Just have one verse of Scripture. We'll be looking at uh, most of the whole chapter, but we're just going to start off by reading one verse. And of course, uh, uh, today is Memorial Day, and uh, tomorrow, or not today, but tomorrow is Memorial Day, a time when we reflect upon those that have given their life uh, for uh, our country uh, so that you and I can uh, uh, enjoy the freedoms that we have. And uh, so we do praise the Lord for that. And we have several veterans uh, that attend our church and, and uh, that have fought in uh, different wars, even World War II, uh, Vietnam. And uh, so we're so thankful for them. And those that served, just served uh, like myself, not necessarily during wartime, uh, but uh, we appreciate all those that have served our country. Uh, but uh, again, Memorial Day uh, focuses on those that have given their life uh, in service uh, to defend our country and defend our freedoms. And so we thank the Lord for that. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the characteristics of a good soldier uh, of Jesus Christ. And because Jesus Christ did that very thing, he gave his life. Amen so that we can have the freedom, that is the freedom from the influence of sin, and to be saved uh, eternally. And uh, so we're going to make some comparisons here. Uh, but characteristics of a good soldier of Jesus Christ, Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. We'll read the text and pray, and then we'll be seated. It says in verse 3, Thou therefore endure hard, hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And we're starting with this verse because I want us to see us today if you're a believer, if you're saved, if you've just gotten saved, or if you've been saved a long time, uh, if you've been saved for many, many years and can't physically do what you used to do, I just want you to understand that if you're saved, every one of us here today are soldiers for Jesus Christ. Amen. So just keep that in mind as we look at some characteristics of a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask your blessing upon the preaching, uh, even the reading of the Word of God. And Father, I hope and pray that you'll speak to our hearts and and, uh, Lord, I know we've kind of had some bumps in the road this morning. and uh, But, Lord, I pray now that we'll just all kind of settle ourselves. And, and uh, Lord, uh, I believe in divine appointments. I believe we're all here because you brought us here to this point in time. You want to show us all something, including this preacher. And, uh, again, Lord, we do pray for those who need to be saved. They would come and ask Christ to their heart. We pray for that believer that might be struggling, maybe has gotten back into the world. Whatever the case is, Lord. Pray that you'll speak to hearts. I pray, dear God, that all of our phones are off or silenced or what have you, and Lord, that uh, no one will go in or out unless absolutely necessary. We understand sometimes we have to tend to children and those types of things, Lord. But we just want to do what we can so we can just focus in on this next little bit on what you have uh, for us to to hear. And so, Father, help us, and we'll thank you for it. Uh, bless the preaching in Jesus Christ's name. We do pray. Amen and amen. All right, you can go ahead and be seated. And so the characteristics of a good soldier of Jesus Christ, and, you know, dying for something makes that something important, wouldn't you say? I mean, if somebody dies for something, that means that that something, whatever it is, is very uh, important to them. Uh, and again, we think about those that have given their life for our country, but also think about those that have given their life for the gospel as well. Uh, and certainly, uh, Jesus Christ comes to mind. Uh, and I believe in light of all this that, that God would have us to remember some things, things that, that have to do with us being soldiers of Jesus Christ. Um, and, uh, you know, I've made no bones about it. I, 
I believe, you know, what some refer to as that great generation of people, not that there haven't been other great generations, but typically we think of that World War II generation, and, and uh, you know, we're thankful to have Brother Billy um, Cothran uh, serving faithfully in our church, uh, fought on Iwo Jima, and uh, I'm thankful uh, for uh, him, and I'm thankful for those, many of his uh, battle buddies who didn't come off that island, uh, that gave their life, and many, many other men and women uh, over the ages in different wars before and after uh, that have been good soldiers. And I thank the Lord for that. In other words, these were good soldiers. And and so again, we're talking about being a soldier for Jesus Christ. I said a while ago, if you're saved, you've been drafted. <laughs> uh, you're You're in the Lord's army. And what I'm trying to tell you is you are a soldier, whether you want to be to, whether you want to be or not. Now, you're either a good one or a bad one, or maybe somewhere in between, uh, but you are a soldier, and I'd hope that we'd all want to aspire to be a good soldier for Jesus Christ. And and I believe that's what our text reveals, and, and maybe you've never thought about it that way, but as I said, if you're saved, you are a soldier of Jesus Christ. But what we really need to ask is, is are, are we a good soldier of Jesus Christ? Now, I want you we understand that, hey, we're... We, we live for God the same way we're saved. We're saved by God's grace, and it's only by God's grace we can do what we can do. So we're not making this about works, but we are talking about faithfulness. Amen? Uh, by the way, that's what faith is, is faithfulness. If you're not faithful in some things, your, your faith is weak, and that's why you do it. But we're going to see in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 several characteristics of a good soldier, and, and we'll make some application uh, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, a, a soldier, if you will, uh, fighting for America or that. But most of all, I want this to be about the Lord and what we are uh, as soldiers. And number one, he's loyal to the cause of Christ. Amen? Certainly those that give their life were loyal to the, to the United States of America. And uh, I'm pretty vocal about how I feel about things, about America. Maybe that's good or bad, I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, certainly I, I think that things do need to be said. I, I know I tend to get on my soapbox. I'll try not to do that uh, today. Uh, but politically speaking, uh, you know, the United States, and, and not just today, but I would say over the last 20, 30 years, you know, I, it's, uh, I understand that as believers we need to show ourselves friendly, Amen. Uh, we need to be forgiving. We even need to feed our enemy and clothe our enemy. God has made that clear, um, but never at the cost of compromise. Amen? We're never to compromise what the Bible says or biblical truth uh, in order to just get along. God has never uh, wanted us to do that. And when I think about America, and I think we've been better to other countries than any other country before, uh, but a lot of our leaders over the last 20, 30 years, not just presidents, but just politically speaking, um, they, they just act like we don't have any enemies. It's just like everybody's good, and, and, and sometimes it's hard to say what side they're even on because you and I know that we live in a fallen world, amen? Hey, listen, there's bad people out there. There's bad guys, and, and, and as long as the Lord tarries, there'll, there'll always be bad people, and we understand that. And this isn't what the message is about, but but we do have this philosophy, if you will, of 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 trying to be everybody's friend that I believe has weakened America. But what I really want to focus in on is that same type of ideology, that same type of philosophy, I believe has also corrupted the Christian soldier. 
where we're afraid to call call black black and white white. We're afraid to, even when it's a, a clear and precise biblical principle and precept, we're able to look over the top of that and go, well, they love the Lord. They're still going to heaven. Hey, listen, we cannot do that. Because just like that philosophy has weakened America, I'm here to tell you it's weakening the church. We can't have that. We need good soldiers. Meaning, you know, uh, never choose a side, never be critical. Hey, I want somebody that stands for something, amen? I want to, hey, I want to know what you're against, I want to know what you're for. And just like America, uh, this has uh, weakened the strength of uh, of uh, of our armed forces, if you will, not the people. I still think there's some good people, but they're handcuffed by some things. But it's also weakened the strength of the Lord's army as well, that philosophy. And I just want to let you understand, let's think about Memorial Day. Those men and women that have given their life, they didn't die for that. They didn't die. To, they weren't pacifists, were they? <laughs> Absolutely not. They felt so strongly that they gave their life for it. And hey... As much as I love America, I love God more. I'm an American, but I'm a Christian first. Amen? And oh, God help us to have the same zeal for the things of God that we do for America. Many of us are patriotic for America, but we're not very patriotic for God. And that's a problem. Because I believe when we quit being patriotic for God, uh, we won't have America to be patriotic to. Bless God. And so we see there in 2 Timothy chapter 2, let's read some verses together there. Verse 1, not out loud. I said that one time at a church I was preaching out, and they all started reading with me. But I meant just look at it with me, okay? Uh, but verse 1 says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, uh, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, uh, who are able to preach, or, or sorry, shall be able to teach others also, that thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4, that no man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a, again we see that word, soldier. So very important to understand. And so again, that word soldier used twice in our passage. The word, By the way, the word soldier here implies, if you look these things up in the Greek and those types of things, it implies that there will be conflict. The word soldier is being used here because there is going to be resistance against what is wrong. You hear me, Christian? Hey, the devil in this world doesn't just roll over and let us serve God. Amen. Hey, he's going to put some things in our life to keep us from doing that. And a soldier is necessary, uh, again, for the same way we have soldiers today, because there is an enemy, because there is resistance. And we don't need no wishy-washiness. Amen. As I think about America, uh, all we got to do is look across the Atlantic Ocean and see many European countries. We're headed there. Again, I've mentioned pacifists. Uh, Satan certainly has convinced a lot of believers to be spiritual pacifists. It's just like, hey, yeah, you can just believe what you want to believe. We're, we're not. Hey, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, even though it's blasphemy, even though it goes against Scripture. Hey, we can't do that. Amen. Amen. We got to love them. We got to try to win them. Uh, but that doesn't mean agreeing with them. Because, hey, if they die in their sin, they're going to go to hell. And we love them too much for that, or we should. But a good soldier will endure hardness. You know, so much for peace and prosperity preaching, amen? Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Matter of fact, I think the closer you live to God, the more hardness you're going to endure. 
This world doesn't like a sold-out believer. If you're getting along with the world, you ain't living for God, I can tell you that. A good soldier of Jesus Christ, uh, you know, isn't always looking for that easy way out, amen? Think about those that died. They dug in. They stood the ground. They even died for it. We need Christians like that. Amen. And uh, just like many have died for our country, it's clear, again, whose side they're on. Amen. Verse 4 makes it clear that too many believers are so entangled in this world. He says, don't entangle uh, himself in the affairs of this life. Oh, Lord. We could preach there. Amen. This world system. Matter of fact, when you do that, not only here it is implied, but uh, the Bible makes it clear when you do that, you cannot please Christ. can't do both. You'll always love one and hate the other. A soldier picks a side. Amen. Pick a side. The right side. And I'm not talking about politically speaking, although that's a good side. But I'm just talking about being on the correct side. Amen. Praise the Lord. No letters, please. In other words, he's loyal to the cause of Christ. Amen. And I'm praise the Lord. We got folks that are loyal for America, but we need to be loyal for the cause of Christ. Number two, he is obedient. We think of obedient soldiers. Only an obedient soldier would die the way that our men and women have died. Hey, listen, let me just say this. The Bible has to be followed. Amen. No, sometimes it's not always easy, and we're always looking for a way not to follow the Bible. Uh, listen, uh, I don't care how sincere your heart is. That never goes over what God says. Amen. You might sincerely feel a way about something. Your heart might be touched. Uh, you mean no evil, no ill will. I understand that. But if it goes against Scripture, it is wrong. Amen. I don't care how sincere you are. Cultural relevance. Hear so much about that. we got to be culturally relevant. Show me that in the Word of God. Amen. A lot of people want to accept cultural relevance over the precepts, the statutes, and the commands of God. They say, preacher, is just part of the culture today. I don't care. God says don't do it. The culture says it's okay to kill little babies. The culture says that a man can lie with a man. The culture says that, that, that older people even, they don't even have the right to live. I don't care what the culture says. I care what God says. And we can talk about other things. Convenience and expediency over conviction and spiritual discernment is the plague of the local New Testament church today. Those are not good soldiers. Those are not the kind of soldiers that would die for the cause. Verse 5, we have to strive. But how do we strive? Verse 5 says, if a man also strive for masteries, uh, that's just giving us an example of like a game, an Olympic, Olympic game, I think is what they have in mind there. In other words, you're playing a game, you're wanting to win. Yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. In other words, you've got to play by the rules. You've got to do it the right way. If you want to win and get the trophy, then you have to stay in your line. You have to play that game in a certain way. Hey, listen. We have to strive, but we have to do it lawfully. Again, we're hey, listen, we cannot break Scripture in the name of soul winning, in the name of evangelism. Just plug whatever you want in there. We have to stick within the framework of God's Word. And if you're struggling today, if things aren't working the way that you need to work them, it isn't always the case, but most likely you're breaking Scripture somewhere. And you need to get it right. 
You need to get it right. You can't break Scripture. If you do, you end up with this hodgepodge of false professors and teachers we have in Christendom today. You end up with no reverence. You end up with no holiness, no separation, no order. What a soldier's all about. You end up with a worldly church full of worldling, worldlings doing worldly methods. And you're not going to have a hard time winning anybody to Christ like that. Amen. You're going to end up with a weak church full of people that uh, certainly cannot face the enemy, just like I'm concerned about America today, about facing a real enemy. And we notice the compassion of of Paul's words in verses uh, 7 through 9. He says, Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. That is the gospel he was preaching, for there were others preaching a different gospel. He says in verse 10, I'm sorry, verse 9, wherein I suffer trouble. Amen. As an evildoer. Even unto bonds. Remember, Paul is in prison at this time. As a matter of fact, maybe within days, as church history tells us, that he'd have his head separated from his body. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that is, save people, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Enduring hardness. Again, Paul, a literal prisoner in bonds at that time. uh, Because, why was he there? Because of his steadfastness. I'm telling you, because of his obedience to the Scriptures. This is what the Bible says. And this is the way I feel. And this is what I'm going to preach. And this is what I'm going to teach. And Paul literally preached his head off, standing up for that. He would not give in to unscriptural methods when it came to the gospel of Christ. And we need soldiers like that today, amen. We don't need a bunch of uh, lily-livered, never mind, we just don't need that. Again, Paul's compassion. We see there, uh, we looked at verse 5 all ago, uh, it's indicated that there are rewards in heaven for obedience. A lot of Christians forget that. If a man also strive for the masteries, yet he is not crowned, that crown means rewarded. Except he strive lawfully. Hey, listen, Christian, you're out there doing unbiblical things. You're going to lose rewards. Amen. I don't know about you. I want all the rewards I can get. You say, is that the only reason you want to go to heaven? Well, that's go ahead. I don't care what you think. I want all the rewards I can get. Amen. We're talking about eternity. Praise the Lord. Can't break rules and get rewarded for it. Amen. Can't break rules and get rewarded for it. I don't care how sincere you are. Don't care what, hey, don't, hey, listen, you can't break God's rules and get rewarded for it. It won't work. We have to live, as verse 6 tells us, we have to live by what we are preaching and promoting. A good soldier, number two, of Jesus Christ is obedient. He'll strive lawfully. He'll strive scripturally. I might have hung out on that one a little too long. I'll try to hurry up. Number three, he's willing to suffer. We talk about in Sunday school today, it's particularly when it comes to missionaries serving in third world countries where they're getting carjacked and robbed on a weekly basis and teaching and preaching in a hot sun underneath a tree somewhere. We don't know anything about suffering. Let's just be honest. Amen? 10 through 12. 10 through 12. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sakes, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for we be dead with him. Amen. We shall also live with him. You don't live for your old flesh. You live for Christ. Amen. 
We suffer, verse 12, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. And some pretty somber words there. You know, I like what one preacher said concerning the Christian soldier of today. The flesh would prefer a hammock instead of a foxhole. Amen. We just want it easy, don't we? Can't serve God unless everything just opens up and lines up perfect. Doesn't interfere with my schedule. You know, everything has to be hunky-dory before I can serve God. Slightest little wave in my schedule and throws me all out of kilter and i got to run for the hills and ask for God for the rocks and trees to fall down upon me because the whole world's coming to an end. Aren't you glad we didn't have soldiers like that defending our country in World War II? Amen. Praise the Lord. I mentioned those peace and prosperity bunch, pacifist bunch. We have that bunch that entangles themselves with the affairs of this world. Oh boy. These are not willing to suffer. Hey, they won't even give up their Sunday afternoon, much less die for Christ. Come on! Not willing to suffer as a good soldier of Jesus Christ has been called to do. If you're truly walking with Christ, you're going to suffer for Christ. No doubt about that. Some of our charismatic friends are saying if you're suffering, that's because you're not right with God. If you don't have $100,000 in the bank and drive two new Cadillacs, you just don't have enough faith. That might be true to some point as far as, you know, certainly God's not going to bless an unbiblical life. But Second Timothy chapter 2 or chapter 3, you probably just look across the page there if you've got your Bible open. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, blows that out of the water. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall, that means they will, suffer persecution. So if you're not suffering persecution, then you're probably not living godly. Amen. That's just what the Bible says. It'll cost you something to live godly. You'll suffer for it. But you'll pay for it a million times over when you get to heaven. Bless God. I just simply believe a lot of people are not willing to experience the fellowship of his sufferings. They're just not willing to do it. But to suffer with him now is to reign with him later. Amen. Suffer now, glory later. And so we praise the Lord for that. He's willing to suffer, a good soldier of the cross is. Number four, he's not ashamed of the Bible. Amen. Verse 15, 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed Rightly dividing the word of truth. Preacher, you're always going on and on about the Bible. Well, the Bible goes on and on about the Bible, so the preacher's going to go on and on about the Bible. Amen? And I'm sorry, you don't always like what it says. But this is a verse that if we can get a hold of, it can really bless your life. To do right and not to be ashamed or shaky about it. Again, if we want to do that, then we got to get a hold of this Bible. we got to rightly divide the word. Rightly divide the word, we got to study it. Gotta spend some time in it. You gotta come to Sunday school, hear the Word of God preached, amen, be around other believers. Iron sharpeneth iron. You ever wonder why so many follow after unbiblical methods? Have you ever had somebody tell you something? They're sitting there telling you something, how they're gonna do something, they even claim to be saved, and you're sitting there going, That's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible says. What what are you talking about? Where's that come from? It just comes from not having a hunger for the Word of God. It comes from staying home and listening to TV preachers all the time. Come on. You need to be in the house of God. Look at verses 14 through 16. Of these things, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 
of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subvert, to, to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings. That's that hodgepodge. For they will increase unto more ungodliness. Hey man, you might go down the road and listen to a preacher that'll tell you what you want to hear. But all it's going to do is help you to be more ungodly. Amen. Unless they're preaching the truth. Not every, we're not the only one preaching the truth, so don't misunderstand me. You independent Baptists think you're the only ones that's right. You know, so don't, don't, don't say that. Amen. Instead of lining up our lives for scripture, we line them up with what people think and what the culture teaches us and what our selfish hearts desire and Men and women who claim to be of God, although they themselves are unscriptural in many ways. Listen, that's that's not a good soldier. But when a soldier neglects the word, he is easily swept away with that mess. And oh, it sounds good at the time, doesn't it? Well, that feels good. That feels right. But it's theology and doctrine that's built on twisting the scriptures, and it'll always lead you astray. Instead of searching the scriptures for yourself, the Bible. Hey, listen, studying, reading, hearing the Word of God preached will always make you better, but it doesn't always feel better. Amen. We need that. The Bible's not popular to the world. That's why we're getting so many different versions, by the way. Amen. Man, we need to take that out. Let me tell you something. Some theologian that's not even saved, doesn't even believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, he say, that's not really what that means. I know this is what it says, but here's what it means. Well, that, it kind of tastes a little better, doesn't it? Well, the Bible's not popular. Listen, hold it high. Amen? You don't need to be ashamed of the Bible. I know the Bible's against a lot of things that our culture isn't. Amen? Hey, it doesn't make you a hater. It just makes you love God more than people. Amen? Don't be ashamed of it. Live by it. Preach it. Live it. Don't be an unashamed soldier of Jesus Christ. Could you imagine a bunch of soldiers out there defending our country that's not even doesn't even like our country, doesn't even want to do what, stand up for what it believes in? I don't want a bunch of Christians doing that either. Amen. I don't want to see America fall because I live here and i got children and grandchildren. I want to see them grow up in a great America. But most of all, I don't want to see people and die and go to hell. That's even more important. Praise the Lord. Don't be ashamed of the Bible. It means a lot. Number five, he's a clean vessel. A good soldier is a clean soldier. Look there, verse 19. It says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Amen. This verse shows to be clean in this world, you have to do what? What does it say? Depart from it. Amen. A lot of us are holding hands with the enemy. A good soldier of Jesus Christ, he is an unashamed separatist. Amen. You may not like that word. I'm not an isolationist, but I am a separatist. I believe there's the lost world, and I believe there's God's people. And I don't believe the two ought to ever mingle. 
One of you agreed. Okay, I changed my mind. Let's get out there and mingle with the rest of the world. What do you say? Let's win them for Jesus. That ain't going to work, is it? Amen. We've got to stand out. We've got to be different. This world's not my home. Brother Harvey just singing. I like Brother Harvey because he doesn't sing, he sings. Singing is better than singing. Y'all are getting too serious out there, so lighten up a little bit. A good soldier of Jesus Christ is unashamed separatist. He'll refuse to belong to this world system, and he certainly won't promote it, and he's sure not going to give it a nod. Amen. Amen. Our forefathers, uh, you know, did they give Great Britain a nod? They said, we're going to separate. That's tyranny. It's wrong. Amen. we got to be the same way. Verse 20. I think I said verse 19 was last, but I lied. Verse 20. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor, some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. That's what I want to be. Sanctified and meet for the master's use. That's what I want to be. And prepared unto every good work. I believe I, I believe I want to do that too. I can't do it, but by the grace of God, that's what I want to do. And there's some different understandings about this passage of scripture. I'll just kind of, uh, what I understand from it, what I see from it is the fanciness of the vessel is not what it's about. Uh, there are vessels of gold and silver as we see there, but there are some that are just earthen vessels. I believe that's talking about clay pottery and we know in Jewish culture that there were certainly vessels of gold and silver that were certainly used for the finer things, if you will, the worship of God. But in their everyday life, they also used clay pottery for different things that were needful. So what I'm trying to get you to understand, status is not important here, but the cleanliness of the vessel. Amen. The cleanness of the vessel, that matters to God. Amen. Now I get it, there's a lot of talented and accomplished men and women, even in Christian realm, that I'm thankful for and praise the Lord for. They're just as godly as the next one. But there's also, there's a lot of people out there that are talented and accomplished and well-spoken, accomplished a lot of great things, I suppose, as far as the world's concerned. I praise the Lord for air conditioning. I don't know whoever invented it was saved, but I thank the Lord for it. Amen. But we're going beyond that. There's a lot of people that have accomplished a lot of great things as far as the world's concerned. But God can do more with a clean nobody than He can with a dirty somebody. Amen. Praise the Lord. You might just be serving here in your local New Testament church. You might not have a lot might not have a great education, might not have a whole lot to offer and those types of things, but I want to tell you something, you keep yourself clean and God is going to bless you beyond anything you could ever imagine. Hey, 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 man. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. I like that. God can do more with a clean nobody than He can with a dirty somebody. As a matter of fact, a dirty somebody is a nobody to God. And a clean nobody is somebody to God. I think I said that right. We must seek daily cleansing from the Lord through prayer and confession, the washing of the water of the Word. Now don't get confused there. I'm not talking about salvation. 
I'm talking about our fellowship with God. I don't know about you, but my fellowship with God isn't always what it needs to be. I'm saved and I'm going to heaven, but sometimes my fellowship with God isn't what it ought to be. So we, by His grace, can come to Him, spend time in the Word of God, because I know that He wants me to be a clean vessel. And I praise the Lord for that. The Bible, amen. So we're done almost. And again, I hope you drew some parallels today, thinking of those who died on foreign lands. You know, I go back to a little political mumbo-jumbo here, but I wonder if the America today could produce that many loyal-to-the-flag Americans, say World War II, Vietnam even. Could, could we could we produce that many loyal-to-the-flag Americans? I don't know. I, you know. I hope that we could, but I, I'll just say, I, you know, I'm not a very smart guy, but I could just tell you I am concerned. You know, as our young men become more and more infeminate, and I don't know if we could round them up or not. We sure could back in the day, but not today. But as I said a while ago, I am more concerned about the Lord's army because I mostly see, let's just say, out of the average Christian, I love you and I I just want you to bear with me. But out of the average Christian, as far as loyalty to the cross, I see the same thing in most Americans' loyalty to the flag. And I am concerned. Amen. Amen. Are you a good soldier? Amen. I don't don't tell me how you feel. Don't tell me how much you love God. Tell me what you're doing for him. And more than that, tell me what you're not doing for him. Amen. Think about those people who died. Listen, hey, listen. They weren't milly-mouthed. They weren't wishy-washy about what they believed in. They went in and they died for what they believed in. As I said a while ago, a lot of us Christians today, about one, two hours a week is all we can give to God. It's no wonder we're not winning people, folks. We'd have never had the America that we have had our soldiers had the same attitude a lot of us have about Christianity. Amen. Amen. I long for the America of old, of which I really didn't get to live in. I was born in 66. You know, the 60s, not a whole lot to brag about for America there, amen. Amen. That was a bad time for our country. Worse than what most of us might believe. So I I long for that America of old, but as I said a while ago, I long more for the Christian nation that even America once was. Seems like when we had the least, we were the strongest for God. Could be that's what God's doing now. Maybe if He start taking away some things from us. Amen? You ever wonder how a bunch of rabble-rousers with pitchforks and shovels defeated the greatest power on the planet at the time? I'll tell you why. Because they love the Lord. (laughs) Amen. Amen. 
They took the things of God seriously. First of all, the local church meant something to them. The Bible meant something to them. And living, living for Jesus was paramount. Amen. And God blessed our country. And I believe He'd do the same today. Lost people are going to do what lost people do, but if we want what's good for our country, start being faithful to Jesus. It'll turn the country around a lot quicker than you think. Many have died for our country. I think about those that have died for our country. And if they could somehow see what's going on in our country today, I believe they would be very displeased. Don't you? Amen? I don't think that's why they rushed the enemy so that America would be what it is right now. Right? But let's think about those. Take some time. Read the Fox's Book of Martyrs one time. Think about those who died like Paul, defending the faith. Amen. Who believed in the church, who believed in the Bible, so much so that they too gave their lives to stand for the truth. And I just wonder what it is that's making you be unfaithful today. Amen. Amen. What I'm saying is, just like those Americans that give their life could see what America's gone now, I believe they'd be disappointed. I believe there's a lot of Christians that have given their life over the centuries so the church could be what it is. If they could see us now, I think they too would be disappointed. Amen. And we can change that starting right now. Starts with each and every one of us making a personal decision for Christ. First of all, to be saved. If you are saved, start, start serving Him faithfully. There's some things in your life you need to get rid of. Get rid of them. Those young men gave up everything, walked away from it to serve our country. Jesus asked no less. He asked no less. So let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. As our pianist comes, you're physically able. We'll just give the invitation. If God is speaking to your heart, first of all, if you need to be saved, I want you to come. Get my attention and we'll get someone to take the Bible, get the Word of God, and show you how you can be saved.